All right, my friends, welcome to the newest episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I am your host, Paulette Reestany, your magic maker and your movement motivator and your passion instigator. And this is the first episode of 2022. Oh. Woo, I know. And I'm so excited to have my beautiful friend here, Jamie O'Neill. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. And uh, Jamie is just this incredible light of creativity and passion and energy and magic. And I'm so excited that we finally found a time to do this together. <laughs> and her, her, not only is she a teacher for students who can only be so freaking lucky to have her as a teacher <laughs> of media. And I mean, you can talk a little bit more about what you do, but she's also this incredible painter and this magic maker and uh, just the beautiful shining light. So um, again, welcome. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? <laughs> well, uh, like you said, I'm, I'm a teacher by day <laughs> and um, I teach video production to high school students, uh, which is really a form of art to me. I, I've been interested in making videos for a couple of decades and I just got lucky to land the job uh, because I landed the job because I knew how to make videos and and I could teach English and I had been a journalist so uh, I taught all of those things so really I've been teaching video for 18 years wow and I really like it I consider myself a, an amateur filmmaker and I've made several short films on my own and I'm sure that, I mean, 18 years of video has changed enormously. Oh my gosh, yes. When I started, we had those big Macs, you know, that were bullet shaped and were all these bright colors. <laughs> I had those and they had iMovie on them. And I had a couple of cameras that, of course, we, they had tape. Right, they used right. tape, which was so much more difficult because I had to teach students about time code. And for some reason, very difficult to teach time code or teenager brains don't understand it or something. But now it's like so easy. And the truth is during uh, COVID, when we were teaching on Zoom only, all the students really have phones with video on them. Right. They don't really need to have a camera. Uh, so it's really nice now everything's on card and and now the biggest problem is they lose those cards so it's changed a lot a lot wow and that means you have to keep on top of all of that as well i do i do as much as i can you know i've often thought about how difficult it is for teachers to keep up on their craft especially when it's technology related mm -hmm. because technology changes so fast so um, there's probably, you know, I mean, the technology and film industry is probably still light years in front of me, <laughs> but, you know, I'm teaching them the basics anyway, you know, the handful of students I get that go on to make films later, uh, you know, they, I've had students actually come back and go, wow, like you really taught us the basics. And I know more than everybody else in the class because I, I had that. So, you know, I'm, it's um, a career tech ed class and I'm training them for careers. But, but, you know, but that brings up something that I think is really important in the big picture of creativity is learning the basics. You know, some people want to go so fast and they want to jump ahead and they want to get the latest and the greatest and whatever. But if they don't have 
the groundwork. I mean, and it's the same thing with, with my dance, you know, and it, I think it's the same thing with just living. I mean, you have to have your, your grounded rituals, your grounded knowledge to grow and expand. That's right. And that's what I tell them when you build a house, <laughs> you don't yeah. put the curtains in first, right. you know, yeah. you have to yeah. build a foundation to put your wall and then put the walls up. And that's, that's really, and I feel that way about filmmaking. I, I feel like story is the basis of filmmaking. It's why we like film. It's why we watch film. And, uh, you know, they're like, Oh, we're done. Or we're writing and story. And like, I heard this in fourth grade and it's like, yeah, but until you really get the basics of story, you can have a, you know, a $200,000 camera and a big crew and right. really great equipment. And no one's going to want to watch your film if there's not a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's the basics that, that make it. I mean, I've seen back into my dance world, I've seen so many dancers go, oh, I want all the costumes and I want all the glitter. I'm like, yeah, but you got to learn how to dance first. <laughs> I had, I'll never forget this. This was like, this was probably 20 years ago. I was teaching in England and I had this beautiful young girl come up and go, look, I've got new business cards. I'm like, oh, those are great. She goes, now I just need to learn how to dance. I'm like, oh god oh, what is happening what is happening because they get so seduced by the excitement and the possibilities right and the accoutrement i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah and you gotta have the structure and you gotta have the format and then it's like then when you have all those those basics then your creativity can go anywhere right Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to know more about your painting. Oh my God, her fucking paintings are amazing. <laughs> Why, thank you. I, I love to paint. You know, I, my, my grandmother, uh, my grandma uh, taught painting lessons really uh, all my life that I could for decades. Oh. She had, she always had a paint a workshop in her house. And I mean, they built onto their house and then they had a business and they had a, bought a place next door. She always had a workshop. She always had painting lessons and she wasn't like an official art teacher, but she was a very talented artist. And where was and this? What? Where was she? In Kansas. In Kansas. God. Yeah. That's where I'm from. I was born in Kansas. And my, my mother's also a very talented artist. And my grandma taught toll painting, which is a form of painting with oils kind of a folk painting style. Mm -hmm. And I begged her to let me take lessons. And she finally started letting me sit in on her lessons when I was eight. And I painted for a long time with her. And um, then in my early 20s, I moved back to Kansas for a year is all I could stand a bit. <laughs> no <laughs> insult to Kansas, but yeah, it just wasn't my thing anymore. But I painted every day with my grandma. And you know, I, I just thought painting was so easy. And so I thought I'm going to have painting lessons one time. And my friends loved these little raccoons that I painted. So I'm like, well, I'll teach you guys to paint them. And they're super easy, <laughs> but apparently it's not that easy for everybody. Like I was so surprised that they couldn't do it. It's like, this isn't hard. <laughs> so I guess everybody can't paint. <laughs> 
<laughs> I really love it. I like just, I could do it during COVID. It was like a blessing for me to be able to just paint every day. And it's been a hard adjustment to go back full time to campus and not be able to paint. So, so a lot of your paintings, I mean, I I've seen a lot of your transitions and you have some abstract, but, but it seems like your newest body of work is a lot of goddesses. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. I, I do like to paint goddesses. So where, where does that inspiration come from? <laughs> why, why that? Why that? Actually, I think it first came, believe it or not, from we went to Europe and we toured the British Museum and the Louvre. And I, I just took lots of photos because it was such overwhelm. And I, I knew I've always loved the ancient world. You know, I find I loved visiting ancient sites and um, that's really like what gets me. And I took a lot of photos. And when I came home, I kept going back to a photo of Sekhmet, mm -hmm. a, a statue of Sekhmet. And I, I just went, I just have to paint this photo. So I started painting Sekhmet. I painted several, I was still doing tie-dye at the time. And it's this, actually this painting right here. And I can't see it very well. But I, this painting, I was painting on my tie dyes. And so I oh, did is that several. on cloth? What? Is that on cloth? It is on fabric. Yeah. I actually um, made, oh, actually I could do this. Oh yeah. And it was, um, I, I painted several of them. I actually sold them. It's and like then, a mandala. And it just kind of, yeah, it is. It's like the sun in the back. She's of course the daughter of Ra. And it led me then to the next one. And then I did a one of green Tara and spent like a month doing that and really doing meditations every day about the, on the different aspects of Tara. I took a mm -hmm. lesson. I took a, a, some classes and I it just, one goddess continues to lead me to the next. And I, I you know, I don't really, I, I, I think in a way, I kind of feel like I'm bringing these goddesses back to life for the general public, maybe, or anyone who would be interested. Um, whenever I paint a goddess, I always study them. And, I, you know, I spend several weeks calling them in and meditating on it and, and then studying all the everything I can find about them. And so I really feel like they kind of speak to me in a way. And maybe I'm just a channel for them to come into the world. And, you know, eventually I think they find who they need to go to. Oh, I love that. I love that. And do you feel like when you're painting, do you feel like they're coming through you? I mean, do you, I don't know how to even phrase this. Do you allow yourself that flow of letting them come through you? Or is there a very structured format when you paint or? Um, I think a little of both. I do call them in. I do, you know, kind of pour myself into the energy of that goddess. And, um, but also I do have that certain structure. Sometimes I just pick up a brush on a blank you know, or on a background and I just start painting. And sometimes I sketch it down to the smallest detail mm -hmm. and do my best to either re-sketch it or transfer it to the canvas. So a little bit of everything. In fact, one of the, one of the issues I feel with my art is that I don't feel like I have a really distinct style. Mm 
And like other people tell me I do that they can recognize my work, but I, I, I don't feel like I am stuck in any one thing. I mean, I'll paint something really detailed, like the Indian goddesses um, are very detailed. There's very specific things like Kali and Green Tara. They have to be in a certain position. And, you know, there's certain things they might hold or wear and, you know, all that jewelry. So I might do something really detailed and then I just want to kind of shake it off and I'll just start painting something and do an abstract or just some wonky thing that comes through me. So I don't know if I'll ever develop just one style. Well, I don't know that you need to. Right? <laughs> I guess I don't. So what's talk to me about the abstracts a little bit because I I remember when I was there that one night for dinner and you showed me that abstract and I was like ah I want that <laughs> that was so awesome and it's so complete it is completely different so what is that energy for you you know I it just I'm not sure it just kind of comes spill it comes out of me I don't I don't plan the abstracts I, I know that you know you're not really supposed to. I know they're supposed to bring forth a feeling and, you know, it's funny because I've always looked at abstract and gone, oh my God, that's so simple. Like anyone could do that. And it's yeah. probably true <laughs> that people could do some of the abstract paintings you see, but the thing is like pulling it out of you is the difficult part. Uh, it may take me two weeks to do an abstract because I put part down then I don't know what else to do and I'm like well it's not done I don't I don't like it yet and it, it's nothing yet and then I have to look at it and very and I leave it on my easel and I walk through the room constantly and a lot of the time like when I'm getting ready to go to bed wouldn't you know I'll look at it and go, <laughs> oh I I can suddenly see a piece on it that I need to put there and so that, that piece that you saw, that's exactly what happened with that one. I had the very last thing I put on it. I knew it wasn't done. I'm like, it doesn't have a focal point. And I, everything needs a focal point. You know, your eye can't just move all over. You've got to have one thing that pulls in the, your eye. And it just didn't have that for me. It looked like three separate paintings. And one night I was walking through here. It probably sat here five days without me touching it. One night I was going to bed walking through and I'm like, ah, oh, I know exactly what it needs. So I just picked up a pen, a charcoal and I sketched it on there so that I wouldn't forget. <laughs> and then I, yeah, it yeah, the yeah. Day, and that was it. It was done. So, I mean, it's just like the coming out of me and some people can just like, it spills out of them, but it's, it's not that kind of process for me. It's, it takes time. And that's probably why I don't do more of them because I'm kind of impatient. It's like, if I get a painting, I want to really like to finish it in a day if I could. <laughs> wow. And, and so what's your, uh, what's your vision for yourself and your paintings? I mean, do you want to develop that more? Do you want to, do you want to sell more work or be in a gallery or tell stories or what do you want to do? I would, um, a little bit of everything. I, I really do like to think that I paint for myself. I paint what I want, paint what I like. Um, I do some commissions, but mostly portraiture, you know, commissions, which I like to do anyway. I love to do portraits of people and of pets, but um, I would like to, I would like to turn it into a, at least a small bit of passive income when I retire, <laughs> you know, just to kind of supplement, you know, 
my income even a little bit and and another reason i'd really like to sell art is because i i'm gonna have to rent a storage unit soon like i've got a lot of art and like what do you do with it i mean i just i i can't continue that's part of the reason i stopped doing tie-dye because tie-dye takes up a lot of space and i just i don't have the time or mean i don't really have the time to go like set up a booth at festivals and sell it and um, I have a very good friend who sells a lot of tie-dye and she took some of my stuff. I went with her to a couple of festivals, but it's just not enough. And I started having mountains of tie-dye. And I remember one Christmas, Cindy and I took all of our tie-dye and we were both doing it. And we had it like a hundred pieces or something that we had taken to some show. And we just took it all to a party we went to and handed it out. We just gave it all away. Wow. You know, because I'm like, what are we going to do with it? We, we can't keep it. We're not, you know, putting it on shirts that we wear. I mean, we have our own tie dye, but, you know, we were just doing so much. And so he just took it and handed out like a hundred pieces. People were happy to have it. Beautiful gift. But, and so, and so that means that to me, you really do paint for yourself or you make these creations for yourself. You're I really do. Trying, you're not trying to create a business although you say that could be a good thing right and i do have an online business which i started in january when i started really painting a lot and i have sold some art this year and i did take time to do a booth at our pride festival right. and i did well i sold five paintings i thought that was great so you know i i do have a business and i i'm not a great business person um, <laughs> mostly because I don't have the time and, and I, I get kind of easily discouraged. I mean, yeah, you know, if I, I have a bunch of sales, you know, I've done some sales and stuff and, and if they don't go anywhere, then I'm like, you know, that was a lot of work. <laughs> Nothing to happen. Well, it is, I mean, it is a different way of doing business, you know, and you have to get into that mindset and that structure and and that's why you hire a business coach. <laughs> right. Well, I did actually hire a, I mean, I, I actually do have a, a, a marketing team at my disposal 24 seven nice. um, with my website um, where, where I bought my website. It comes with a marketing team. And I admit, I have learned a lot about marketing. Oh, that's awesome. You know, just they, they're online every day. They have Zoom. And you can also go watch that stuff afterwards, all the, the Zoom recordings. And I've learned a lot and it's it has helped me with, with sales and learning to do sales and set it up. And, you know, it right now it's just a time issue. I just, you know, to even go in and update my website, which I have to do every few weeks, um, is, you know, it takes two hours. If I go in there and say, I just finished this painting, I'm gonna go put it online. I'm going to spend two hours in my site, you know, jumping around and, you know, cataloging, but you know, it's okay. It's not the most interesting part. Right. <laughs> and right. there are well, days when that's all I do, but. Allowing, allowing yourself though, sometimes, um, you know, and this is what I tell my clients all the time is like, work smarter, not harder. And then what could you delegate? So if you had someone updating your website for you and putting those paintings up you could be painting another painting it's true you know and that's i mean that's a business 
method if you were if you were seriously going through this as your business, like only as your business. Right. Although I would I would highly recommend you do that. But um, uh, but but what what's so great to me is that ultimately you're still painting just for yourself. Right. And I love that because sometimes when creatives get into that mode, they think, oh, it has to be this end product and oh, I have to sell it or oh, what do the public want? And I mean, that's an important part of running your own business if you were going to go that route. Uh, but to allow yourself the time to paint for your own pleasure. And I, I have that battle in my head. Yeah. It's like, oh, who's going to really want to buy this? Or I'll see something and go, oh, that's not sellable. But then I argue with myself. It's like, oh, I want to paint it. If I want to paint it, I'm just going to paint it anyway. And, you know, if if nobody buys it, it's fine. It'll join the rest of my that I have stashed there under the futon, you know, it's, it's okay. So, and, and I give it away too. It's a nice, it's a nice thing to give away as gifts. Right. So, Okay, so what about Jamie, just Jamie the woman? Jamie, what Jamie the woman, what does Jamie do just for herself? What's your self-care? I mean, last night, we, we and this is a, a couple of weeks ahead of time, but we celebrated the solstice together last night and had a ritual. And um, I've been putting a lot of thought into rituals and I, I'm always coaching about self-care. So what do you do to feed yourself? I... Well, painting does feed my soul, but I, I meditate every day. Uh, it's the first thing I do when I wake up. And even if my mind's like, yeah, I'll skip it today. I'm like, nope, <laughs> <Didn't> do it. <laughs> I, I, and I really think that makes a big difference in my mental health and my patience. Um, I, I do love ritual and, and ceremony. I always have. And over the years, I've participated in everything from women's groups to, um, much of the time in the last 30 years, I've had meetings in my own house just because I want to meet with people who want to do this or pay attention to this. And so, um, but the last few years I haven't, you know, we were doing meditation groups at our house before we moved here, before we moved here into this smaller place, the two days after the lockdown happened in 2020. So um, I haven't done anything like that here, but our other place, we had, um, Monday meditations. We had meditations on Monday evenings and we had a few people that came regularly and that's all we did. It was, it was one hour, you know, I promised everyone we'll get you out of here in an hour. You know, we came in, we jumped right into it, did a half hour meditation, had some tea and everyone left. You know, because nobody wants, I, I feel like no one wants on a Monday to like do some, I don't know if it's going to be three hours, if I'm going to come home at 10 o'clock. And it's like, and I didn't want people to stay late. It's like, let's do this at, you know, everyone has time to eat. Let's do this at 6.30. You're out of here by 7.30. You know, you still have your night to yourself. And so that was really nice, but it's been a while. And I know I've seen your women's groups too, and that's crossed my mind a few times but they're usually your, your stuff is scheduled when I'm working during the day when you're teaching. Yeah. I know, I know. And I have a new one coming up too. And it's going to be Tuesdays at one o'clock. <laughs> I do read your emails. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so back to you. So meditation every day is really important. I totally am with you on that. 
Uh, what else? What else do you do for yourself? Uh, I like to travel. That that's another thing to me that is self care. I really enjoy traveling, camping, as you know. <laughs> which is which is actually how we met is through uh, our our women's glamping camping groups and right. We've done some good camping together, which has been have awesome. vintage right. trailer. Now we're kind of in a place where. Um, the truck has not been running properly, so we don't have a way to pull our camper right now. And the last time we went camping, we hired someone to come and get our camper and take it to the site. <laughs> and then we pulled it down the hill because our truck will pull downhill or on flat. But if we have to go uphill, it's losing compression for some reason. So, but yeah, I like camping and spending time in nature. I, I wish I could say I liked exercising because I need to do that, but I don't. <laughs> Well, but you love dancing with me. What's that? You loved coming to dance class. I do like to dance and I like yoga. Um, I haven't done yoga for a while. Um, it's one of those things that I, I'll do it. at. I really kind of am better off doing it at home because again, it's that time, you know, I feel like I, I usually work late. I'm usually, I don't get home until at least 4.30. So, you know, this time of year, that's, it's dark. Sometimes dark. I get home at dark and it's like the day's over. I don't, I don't have time or energy to mm -hmm. like pack my, my little mat and go to a yoga class at seven o'clock at night. I just don't. And so I kind of took up doing yoga on my own at home, good, good. but I haven't done it in the past year or so. Oh, so, but I did love those belly dancing like that belly dancing class. If I could get that a little earlier, cause that at five o'clock was just right for me. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as I get a chance to take up that belly dancing thing again, I'm going to do that. Cause I really <laughs> do love to dance. And we used to go every weekend and go dancing. And then the club that we danced at closed and we really kind of fell off and started doing other, doing medicine work and just different kind of thing on weekends. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and so what else feeds your soul? Um, let's see, travel, reading, study, making films, um, art, um, I guess food. Pink, pink <laughs> hair. What's pink that? Hair. Pink hair. Yes. Yeah. Well, I do like to, I do like color. I do like color. I, I like to surround myself with color. <laughs> if you could see my bedroom, it looks like a little gypsy wagon. There's so much <laughs> stuff in there. Someone came in one time and she's like, you know, feng shui wise this, I don't know how you sleep in here. <laughs> oh, there's, there's too much going on. She said, and I'm like, well, tell you what, you know what I did to solve that? I got a solid color bedspread. So there's a place in the room now for your Ida land. <laughs> That's it. I never thought that about your bedroom. Right. Huh. huh. Interesting. Yeah. To each his own, really. I mean, right? <laughs> right. And I went, well, you might be right. There is a lot. And she's like, I just couldn't even relax in there. Like, oh, well. As long as we can, I guess. That's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny, though. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Oh. So any, any words of wisdom to impart to our beautiful viewers? Um, 
Well, I guess my word, my best words of wisdom are to just be authentic. I mean, just be yourself. That's, that's kind of what I like to do. I like to hold the light. And that's my number one goal, usually from day to day is to hold the light. And sometimes other people need a little bit of light to see where they're going. And to be authentic. I mean, I think that's the, the path to happiness is just to be as true to yourself as you can be. Good. All right, my friends, did you hear that? <laughs> Be the light. And of course, that's what I'm always saying too, is, you know, illumination, illuminate yourself to live lit up every day. To be- It a, shows. To be a magic maker <laughs> and to spread the love and to make the world a better place and to expand all of your possibilities, right? So good. So Jamie, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So great to talk with you. I, I think we could probably talk for hours, but I know but we we're could. Done. We're, done today. we're done today and, and happy new year, everybody out there. And until we meet again, many blessings. Mwah.